0: G'day, Farothers. You know those around us who operate at high energy levels? From friends, family, through to the famous. Those who emanate enthusiasm. They inspire you to be better. Their words give you a rush. This rush fires off dopamine right in the middle of your brain's reward centre. My theory is that at times, just before we need to hit our straps, to tap into peak performance in our flow state, we find these people and harness their energy. I call this energy froth. I call these people frothers. This is a journey to find the frothers to understand how they inspire themselves and others to be their best. And I'll pass it on to you on this podcast, dare I say Frothcast, so you can fly into your next challenge beaming, pumped and full of energy. This is a coffee shop with a Red Bull chaser. This is Finding the Frothles. Hey guys, Benny here, obviously. Um, this is an interesting episode, like all of them. Uh, but I just wanted to start off by letting you guys in on what I do with myself when I'm not finding frothers. Um, And it's a little concept called vice optimization. If you don't know what vices are, you know, vices is in alcohol, um, you know, our phones are vices, consumption, overconsumption of food, you know, chocolate could be a vice. Actually, anything can be a vice, really, because when we're binging on stuff, it's it's not healthy. Uh, Screw you, Netflix, for saying it's okay to binge. so yeah, basically what I'm doing with vice optimization is flipping the script on these things, trying to find the beneficial outcomes for them, so we can uh, you know have our beers, but do it in the right way, so we don't turn into you know hungover messes the next day who have shame and whatnot, um, and and look at like the positives of it and see how we can make it you know align to the lifestyle that that uh, we really do want. And there's a reason, there's a method to the madness why I'm pointing all this stuff out. Um, and I'll get to that. Uh, but you may have heard on some previous talks about an island where I ran a workshop uh, for leaders and entrepreneurs uh, last year. And yeah, I was actually talking about vice optimization on that on that island. And Ollie J. Matthews, our guest today, was there running the fitness element. Um, but it was much more than just the fitness element because Ollie is a holistic fitness coach, I many looks at the whole human. It's not just about the gym. We need to look at kind of mindset and along with the gym, um, food, personal relationships, work, everything that comes along with it um, is more Ollie's jam. And he does this rad thing where he goes and he visits people, his clients, um, within their own cities and he'll even live with them for a week. So that's like next level fucks given, um, diving right in. And he's worked with leading global entrepreneurs, even people like Taylor Swift's manager, quite interesting. And he's a best selling author of The One Day Body Upgrade. And he's a, just a general mad dog and applies his life experience to assist others. Um, Ollie loves nachos. So he fits firmly into the vice optimizer camp because nachos are delicious. And even more firmly into the frother camp. I realize firmly is not a word right there. So here's the thing after we did the episode, we thought, um, bugger it, why don't we run a program together? Um, so we're running one for four entrepreneurs, uh, which is a three-month intensive vice optimization slash health revitalization plan. Quite wordy, but we're not going to call it that. But it'll be you get the gist, right? Where Ollie and I will go to towns and cities, eat what they eat, drink what they drink, lift what they lift. I probably won't lift what they lift. Ollie's uh, definitely the guns in this team, and live how they live. So it's going to be rad. Um, and this is obviously a plug, right? Um, don't get your knickers in or not uh, if you wear knickers. I don't wear knickers. I wear board shorts uh, or boxer shorts, sorry. Um, so yeah, if you know someone who might be interested in a program like this, let us know. As I said, four entrepreneurs in three countries, so that'll be 12 entrepreneurs, all leaders, C-level executives in in um, in in three different countries and that's the US, the UK and Australia. And uh, yeah, so that's probably, I don't normally do a mad plug but that's, yeah, it needs to be plugged because you, you'll get more context about this whole episode. And um, I did one thing, I fucked it, I forgot to actually mention the name of the frother that I connect Ollie with, and his name is Brendan Yell, or Yelly, as if is affectionately known. So when you don't hear his name, that's who I'm talking about, and I apologize. Um, So anyway, nachos away, here's Ollie J. Matthews. G'day frothers, welcome to the Finding the Frothers podcast. Today I have an absolute frother with me. All the way from the UK, Ollie Matthews. How are you going, bro? I'm
1: good, man. Yourself?
0: Mate, I'm frothing. It's, uh, it's early morning here, late night there. But um, yeah, mate, I'm just, uh, I, we've just had a half-hour conversation prior, um, which, is, which has actually lifted my froth levels. And, and it's, it's almost one of my favorite things about having these conversations is, is the offline stuff. And, and we were really you're, – you're an author. Um, you're the founder of the Revitalization Blueprint – but what we were really talking about there was um, your intensives that you do where you, you're you flying around the world, uh, meeting people, um, successful entrepreneurs and, and other C-level uh, legends and, and really harnessing their froth when it comes to their health and, and showing them the power of health optimization. Um, do you want to just tell us a little bit about uh, why you froth on that so much?
1: It's it's absolutely amazing to be able to do it because I was doing the online coaching and it was getting some amazing results and it still does because people get 95 percent better results with just getting accountability so we get their goals in place we start building a plan specific to them because you start you get older your testosterone levels drop your stress in business goes up the history that you've had with whatever it is you've had drugs alcohol addiction elsewhere or military whatever Things have stressed you out, relationships, finances. It's all built up and taking its toll. And it's great to be able to do that online. Now I thought, why can't I actually go to someone's house and actually implement this? Seven days, 14 days, whatever it is. Now, why can't I do that? So I started speaking to some clients that I've got an idea. And two years ago, the idea was, okay, we're gonna go for a week in LA. I'm gonna stay with you. We're gonna train together every session. I'll cook meals if I want. There was one thing that I, I had to stipulate in there is that one day you have to show me how we have fun. And I think that was, that we went to Santa Monica Beach on the pier and Hollywood sign and all that sort of stuff. But one day we have to actually chill out at least one day and have some fun. And uh, we also went to the comedy store, which was pretty cool. But I'm working and going to the comedy store in Hollywood <laughs> and seeing some crazy acts. And then we went back again 14 uh, weeks later, and I saw the transformation that it had. This has got to be taken to another level. And that is something that I offer all my one-to-one clients. In fact, I've had clients that have come to me specifically to say, look, I want you to do the intensives. Now, they pay me a decent fee for this. They pay for the the flights and accommodation. And I'm there from the moment they wake up, not looking over the shoulder or anything like that. It's just to say that (laughs) let's make sure we can implement everything. Because one of the things we procrastinate about is because we think it's going to be hard to implement and that habits take a long while to build up. And over those seven days, people have seen that habits have been built up so powerfully, they then keep them going. And they know that they're only BSing themselves if they don't continue because they know it can be done. Because I've cooked some meals, they've cooked some meals, but they've been around me taking time from their working day when I've cooked those meals they have that time and then people have actually said that they've got more time because they've got more energy more focus and they just get stuff done
0: that's awesome i think um yeah it's it's weird the sort of global scenario we're in at the moment everyone wants a quick fix and um i think uh where we are moving away from like that how how can we really go human to human that's what we need to do more i think it's like we're on we're on the apps and they're all great but Human to human is where, where it's at and, and with real-life conversations. And I think I love that you go in and you cook something, they cook something. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's frothing for me, mate, like frothing over some good food. Um, what outside of uh, your current work uh, role has got you frothing at the moment? can be anything.
1: I'm loving seeing, Man- apart from yesterday, when Man United lost to Arsenal. Oh. We've got a manager who was a great <laughs> player. You're not an yeah. Arsenal fan, man.
0: Mate, I'm a Man United fan.
1: That's all right, then. Ali Solskjaer was my favourite player, and I'm just absolutely yeah. buzzing about the fact that, that yeah, we're, so good. we're actually looking like Man United again. That's a big that we one. We
0: are. Mate, yeah. I've got a
1: huge smile on my
0: face now as well. <laughs> it's, it's so great. good. We could yeah. talk about that forever. That's the ultimate frost. I was actually thinking the other day, because um, with the work I do, it's like, you know, there's so many sporting clubs in Australia that are completely fucked at the moment, like to the point where the top leagues in Australia are just getting dragged through the dirt and for the most part, it's abuse of alcohol. And so, and, I, and I've been hitting him up and I'd love to work with him. And I was like, I read this article about the guy who helped, um, helped Man United sleep and it's really interesting. And I think he worked his way into working with Cristiano Ronaldo and like, my, I think it was Michael or a couple of the other the other big dogs and just like he was a guy who focused on sleep and then he offered something that no one else was offering and then all of a sudden he was working with man united and i feel like mate there's there's, there's some like pretty
1: powerful synergies there with the stuff oh, that, that we're
0: doing so i think we'll probably be working with man united next year just, we'll just put it out there
1: yeah exactly that was one of the things i went back to i went back to university i went to get accepted into a master's uh, degree of applied sports nutrition a few years back and I went in and I said, why do you want to do this? And I said, because I want to work with Man United, Team Sky and Team GB at the next Olympics. And I looked and then I realized that it's working on someone else's terms. But also it's after they've finished their footballing careers that the impact mm. starts such a massive amount of crisis impact. When I look at you're in your mid-30s, then you go to your 40s and you're so used to that structured lifestyle, just when people leave the military, used to that structured lifestyle. And then suddenly that gets taken away. I know footballers that played for Norwich that um, we're, we're top of the championship at the moment in Norwich, but they leave and then they start putting on a ton of weight because they're still eating the same and they don't know what to do. There's a lot of depression and then they turn to alcohol and there's a lot of addictions afterwards because they're not used to life after football. And that's powerful. When, when you say that and like wanting to help with the sleep stuff, I read an article the other day, and it's horrible to say it, but with Man City, they've got something like 80 rooms at their training ground, 80 uh, fully equipped bedrooms, because mm. players all sleep there in a controlled environment the night before a match. That's mm. absolutely crazy.
0: You can't argue with the results, though. That's the only thing, because like from the surface, you'd say that sucks. Like, Why would you want to do that? Take someone out of their comfort zone? They're doing yeah. it and they're, they're winning, but um, I didn't know that. That's it's fascinating
1: to watch those. I didn't know until the other day when I saw it, and I'm, yeah, it's, it's kind of pretty. The the depths of uh, detail they go into now is absolutely crazy. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about Ollie, and uh, hopefully we can. Uh, yeah, on Wednesday I was in London and we saw the result of Paris Saint Germain, and I only managed to watch the last five minutes uh, because you'll see it in the answer of some of the other questions. But at the event I was at. And I went nuts in South Kensington. I was watching it on my on my phone. And I just, and Rashford scored the penalty. So, yes.
0: Yeah, mate. Great. I was the same, and it was early morning Bondi Beach just before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there was was people going to work, and it was me like running around going. Um, albeit, I don't know if it was dessert, but hey, that's another story. But exactly. We'll take yeah. it any day, mate. So your routine would be or is pretty gnarly. Uh, I've read a lot about the stuff that you do, but is there one thing that you can pinpoint in your day-to-day routine that has you operating at peak performance?
1: It has to be the morning routine, which Mm -hmm. I get up. I'll have my lemon and water with, with some Himalayan rock salt. And to be honest, it's it's not going to make a massive amount of difference. That specific thing. I'm just being honest about my routine. Uh, Then I will do, I read a page from the daily stoic, a page from, Robin Sharma's monkey soldiers Ferrari. He's got a daily one as well. And then I meditate. I use a guided meditation for 25 minutes, which is a money magnet one. And then after that, I journal, do some cardio to the gym. And it's about 11 o'clock when I start my day, which I say cardio, go to the gym. that's on a, on a road bike where I listen to audible and listen to podcasts and stuff like that. But that sets me up for four or five hours of solid work. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I look for with my clients is that we get movement in and it's not to say you have to do hours of it. Some of my clients work 10, 15 minutes of exercise, but it boosts them so much. They get more done in the next three, four hours than they would have done Mm -hmm. before. Totally, It's functioning better. The body's functioning better. And moving on, like using exercise as a subject. If I've got a longer day, like today, I know that I would usually shut off 8 PM. It's now just before 9 PM. Now at four o'clock, I done another 45 minutes on the turbo training just steady in fact i was playing fifa on the playstation uh on the turbo trainer on the bike just to to boost my blood flow and to get my heart pumping a little bit and that keeps me wide awake and that is the biggest thing i've noticed that using exercise to add to my day rather than take away from my day like it used to when i was bodybuilding when I was hitting those beat mode workouts every single day and absolutely crushing it. So I couldn't walk up the stairs. Uh, that's the most powerful thing that has actually shifted. which just had the biggest impact.
0: Mate, that's brilliant. I think um, those little exercise uh, increments or just getting away a little bit is, um, is to allow yourself to drop into flow for like actually during the exercise, but then as the runoff and I'm so intrigued about that and that's why like i think everyone who's successful has that morning routine because that's like stacking up the the positive vibes um before oh, yeah. you need to go and sit at your freaking computer or whatever a lot of us have to do um yeah. but mate who's someone in, within your inner circle or we call anchor frothers who you can go to for a boost at any
1: time i've got a, a mate who he's he's on the online space and he's very successful but he's i don't believe he's in the Networks that we are now a guy called Wayne Crow, and he's one of my best mates around here. I've known him, in fact, he used to be a client of mine, but he does a lot of uh traffic selling traffic. And uh, I I don't know what he does, but he is bloody good at it. But we'll go out and go for a drive around the country uh, at least once or twice a week and just talk about what's potentially stressing us out, talk about what we're excited about, and he's cool because he's good at building lists and good at doing all this other stuff. So he'll give ideas from a world which isn't in the health space or isn't in, uh, what I would consider the online market and stuff that, that we do, but he's damn successful and down to earth as well, which I love. Two, two, two amazing traits. Um, that's a good one,
0: man. Just go jump in the car and going for, going for a yarn. It's good. And especially the countryside, that's, it's a brain activator as well, especially the beauty of up there as well. Mate, this is a new question. Um, which event do you froth on the most and who would you take? Which frother would you take to that next event?
1: It's got to be Baby Barfor. I mean, I met you at Baby Barfor. <laughs> I met Stephen Kuhn, who, who I, uh, I was at when we uh, messaged each other. And I've met so many amazing people at Baby Barfor and I was able to be the trainer last year on the private island in Croatia that... It's, it's looking to make sure my diary is free for that week at the end of June or the few days at the end of June in order to do that, and uh, that's going to be the big thing. And who I would take it'd actually be my wife this year because this year she's taken the massive step up into actually building her own business, and she's become my VA and she's got a few clients ready to go completely full time. Some of the stuff she's been doing, I'm thinking, it took me years to actually work out how to use Photoshop and adobe audition and premiere pro and she's doing it pretty quickly but getting her there to actually start to see what level that she can actually perform at
0: yeah amazing that's so good man um yeah my partner i'd, I'd love to bring her as well uh at some stage because i think she'd she'd thrive in there as well um yeah. looking forward to meeting her then um mate yeah. what's a what's a song that gets you absolutely frothing like what's the what's
1: a tune what's a banger <laughs> Sometimes I'll listen to my own music. I went to music college and used to rap and DJ. So I've got loads of songs. I've got about 80 songs that I made on my phone uh, back in the day. But someone like Logic every day or overnight. Uh, However, when I'm before my sales calls, I will pump up Kanye West power and just be like, no, a man should have all this power. (laughs) <laughs> and just like have a proper dance about. My curtains are wide open. Neighbors looking in. It's like, fuck it. This is what I'm doing. And yeah, that that's one of the big things, which hip hop has been one of the biggest parts of my life. I rapped at my wedding. Uh, yeah. I done my, my uh, speech and then said to my wife, there's something that has been a bigger part of my life than health and fitness that you've never seen me do. And we got the microphone out. I rapped a song that I made for her. People said it was going to be cheesy, and then they said, this is absolutely amazing, uh, which was really cool afterwards uh, for her to say it was good as well because she doesn't say anything unless she means it. But hip-hop has, has been, been there since I was seven, eight years old. It was like soul Motown and then moved into hip-hop. But when my dad died, all they did was listen to hip-hop, and loads of different parts of my life. There's been a theme tune for every part of my life.
0: It's yeah, I, I say nostalgia is a drug when it comes to music because it can just transport you anywhere uh, and it can be so powerful for for like incre- increasing the froth. So, mate, who's someone just outside your inner circle at the moment who you'd love to reach out to?
1: That's the crazy one because there's so many entrepreneurs that I know that are at a level where it's hard to get in contact with them. Mm. However, I also know how much I could help them. And yep. there, there's people that, I've been looking out on LinkedIn and messaging and you think, this is great. This is great. Someone, someone like Frank Kern, I know how much mm-hmm. I can make in his body level up, which is going to make his mind level up and his business level up. But a big one that I, I want to work with and coach him is Ryan Serhan from Million Dollar List in New York.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: some of the stuff and, and reading his book and knowing that his card bounced when he was a, uh, 2008, I think, his credit card bounced when he was going to buy some yogurt in New York and now he's one of the most successful brokers in the world. You think, that's 11 years, just mm. 11 years mm-hmm. since that happened. And the amount that people can grow in a decade is crazy. And Cheers. seeing that has inspired me.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we were talking offline about the two-way street between the work you're doing and the, and the people that you, that you were in contact with and, and how we can learn so much I've got this term called um mators which is like a uh-huh. friend that's a mentor. I think like oh. Baby Bath was a good example of that as well like I think mean, there's a lot of mentorship going on over there where you've just got these phenomenal friendships blooming and and um but this mutual transfer of like oh you know I can help you with this and then you know I have no idea about this and they're just like Whoa, here's a, a stack of all the good shit that I know. Um Yeah,
1: that's the crazy that's awesome. thing about what I do because of how much impact it has on someone's business mm. indirectly because of their body now performing at different levels. I look at someone like my client, Ron Reich, who's been my client for four years now, and he's become one of my good friends and a massive mentor for me as well, because it's that they're still paying me a monthly fee, but the impact it's had on their business is that they've got so much more money coming in, but let me keep paying you. Let me keep paying you. We're, we're cool. We're, we're friends, but I'm also going to help you as much as possible as well. We' totally their yeah their area, and they know how to attract people like them, exactly, yeah,
0: yeah, mate. I'm just my brain's been pinging since we started talking before this podcast, and so i'm going to be writing a bucket load of notes <laughs> based on what you've been yeah. telling me. And I hope people listening are doing the same because it's it's uh, great um mate, who's someone uh, who's who's passed away in your life, who still inspires you today
1: It's going to be my dad every yeah. single day I wake up and it's it's kind of i'll never get that confirmation that my dad's proud of me and people can say your dad's proud of you and all this sort of stuff but i'll never get that confirmation now when i was 15 my dad died he went into hospital on the wednesday with a migraine had a stroke and we had to turn his life support machine off on the saturday and he was the guy i always looked up to he was my hero and he didn't live with us he, he him and my mum were divorced And he lived further away and used to provide for his family. He was stressed out because he was working in sales and then on a holiday park and he was headhunted. He was very successful and very much in demand. Now, because of that, we only saw him school holidays, weekends. He lived a couple of hours away from us. Now, with him passing away, there was so much that he missed, which is one of the reasons that it's from here what I do now, rather than working with professional athletes, working with business guys, entrepreneurs, that he was 47. And everything i do now is that i'd love to have another conversation with him however if he was still here i wouldn't now be impacting the lives of millions of people around the world i mm-hmm. wouldn't be trying to stop that one kid not lose their dad their mum before their time and you think well yeah, I, I would change it all to get him back but i could get beat up on that or i could just use it as as a benefit and a power and yeah that that's that's the one guy that uh it still inspires me every single day awesome mate yeah yeah
0: I, I read about it in your book um, more in depth it's a, it's a pretty it's a super powerful story um, so yeah thanks for sharing mate I used to
1: uh, be not embarrassed but I would be scared of sharing that because of the mm-hmm. fact that I thought people were then going to think that I was using that to cash in and like, no but it's actually something I need to share and it's my duty to share because people need to know what stress does to them.
0: Totally, yeah. Well, if you don't, have the, if you don't hear the stories, then how are you going to know? If you don't hear exactly. the real-life effects of it. So yeah, it's, a, it's such a great place to start, man. I think we're all overstressed. We're all not looking after our health as, as best we can. And um, when you get a reality check, is like we are saying, is, is, the, is the time that people do it. And sometimes that's unfortunately too late. Um, exactly. So yeah. yeah, that's why we need your work in the world, man. Who would be the ultimate person so like the universal frother uh, that you would like to meet up with and take me to the first 15 minutes with
1: them it's going to be completely random for you guys but there's there's a picture of Everest here and yep. it's Bear Grylls now yeah. I was actually at an event where Bear Grylls was interviewing Sir Serrano Fines on Wednesday hence why I would not miss Man United playing Paris Saint-Germain in the second leg even though we were 2-0 down for practically anything I was in London watching him and I was on the front row 10 meters away and I'm like, it's Bear Grylls there. And that's the guy which I just get inspired by. And then you've got Ranulph Fiennes there who's the guy he gets inspired by. He mm. thinks absolutely nuts. And in the next month, I'll be going to another two events of two other guys that have climbed Everest uh, uh, next week and then two weeks later. And when I'm 47, I'm going to climb Everest as well because... My birthday is climbing season. In fact, Ronald Fiennes climbed it on the 21st of May 2009, which was my birthday. It was my birthday. And uh, when I'm 47, I'm going to climb it again. Oh, I'm going to climb it then because that's when my dad died, and when he was 47. And uh, seeing the things that Bear Grylls has done with – he does some crazy things and he pushes himself, but the things that people don't really look at, the climbing Everest being one of the youngest people then, going from Nova Scotia to Scotland in a rigid inflatable boat mm-hmm. uh, with like, a 30 foot boat with five other people I think it was. It's absolutely crazy. But then that mindset of pushing yourself and pushing yourself and pushing yourself, but also being able to give back to the world and being down to earth that he's still highly introverted like I am. He still will give presentations but he's not let everything go to his head. And the first 15 minutes is just going to be talking through. I just want to know what Everest was like, what it was like, so I'm ready for when I get there. And I already know that it's not as steep as people say, so it's not going to cure my fear of heights because it didn't cure Ronald Fines. Mm -hmm. But I want to know what that feeling was like when he got to the top and he could see however many miles he could see all around and mm-hmm. I, I think it's more than 15 minutes to actually talk about everest and talk about what it, I, I use my whole analogy as you'll, you'll know from the book there's a chapter on everest and how people go up they acclimatize at base camp and then they uh, camp one camp two camp three camp four and then they go up death zone and then to summit but that's an analogy i use for fitness that we have to have this foundational level which is base camp and it takes 12 mm-hmm. 12- to trek up to base camp and as long as we don't fall off that foundation because it only takes eight days to get back down again it's quicker to lose it than it is to get it but if we keep mm-hmm. this foundation we can go up acclimatize we can come down go higher go higher and actually reach out the peak of our goals and that all came from reading bear Grylls' autobiography reading his other books reading the two grip true grip books and yeah it's, it's uh, he's been a big influence I haven't drunk my own piss, though.
0: I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> you have to, mate, if you want to be an official Bear Grylls fan, right? Maybe cold. that's a good way. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, mate, that, that could maybe line me up with the next question. Like, if there's someone that you want to get in contact with, what's, what's your number one like, go-to for, for co- uh, connecting? Maybe it's drinking piss to get Bear Grylls' attention. Maybe you'd have to go next level. But well, yeah, what, the, what would
1: that be? I on Wednesday, which was cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, I looked on the timeline. No one posted about the on Fiennes thing, and I posted a picture. Okay, they said you weren't allowed to take pictures. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And uh, so I posted a picture, and he said that it was an amazing night. I'm like, just replied. It's kind of cool. Um, but I would say just be yourself. Mm. Don't go in and say, buy my stuff or anything. Even if you know you can help someone, don't force help onto someone. Mm. I know the impact my program has, but not everyone is ready to be helped. Now, if I want to connect with someone, what value can I bring them without pushing it onto them? And I think that's going to be pretty key. If so many people add people in Facebook. I add people in Facebook, but I want to be speaking to them rather than buying my stuff. It's, it's not, here's the first message, just added you as a friend. Here's what I do. You're going to really benefit. It kind of doesn't work for me because it's kind of saying look i've got a product you can help help, that can help you and it's kind of like me saying look your health sucks which isn't going to be a good thing to get someone on your side straight away but Mm. i've had some people say oh great we've got uh, seos that can help your site and buy it straight away which just gets me on the defensive and I i think it is about knowing someone getting to know them how you can help them and even just helping someone without directly pushing it in their face is going to be key for me to connect with someone.
0: Yeah, great. Human to human. It's like the thread through all of your work, mate, it's just um, from yeah. start to finish. So important. Uh, I think <laughs> You probably <clears throat> have already done this, but if you could condense your gift into one workshop, ultimate workshop, what would the concept be and what would you call it?
1: It's the intensive, it's got to be. (laughs) As I said, it it wasn't around a couple of years ago and it started building up, but now it's officially a thing which I'm properly promoting rather than, yeah, the one-to-one clients are going to be getting it more freely. But um, the intensive has got to be key because a lot of times people are so overwhelmed, especially when it comes to all these little things we should be implementing. When it comes to having this amount of grams of this spice and that spice and that herb and that herb and getting all these different approaches, what is the basic they can do? What is the minimum they can do to get the maximum result to increase their focus, to increase their energy, to lose weight, to please their wife a little bit more? Because they're, literally their testosterone levels have gone well, literally underground and we, we need to lower the cortisol, increase the testosterone. And there's no better way for me to do that than to be there with that person for at least seven days to actually implement every single thing and build that habit, which mm. I did look at doing the 21 days for the, the is that 21 or 29 days, I think for habits to be implemented, but people have got so much results after seven days and that's including like a day of travel as well. But people have got so much results after that, that yeah, they're getting accountability afterwards. We're doing a retainer after that. It's not just seven days done. You're, you're it. We still make sure that the support is there. But having that as a kickstart, is powerful. Uh, you, you don't build a funnel over three, four months. You'll, you'll build the funnel. And if you've got all the information being built up and you've got someone there with your designer, with your copywriter and everything like that, you can get it done in a week. You've got the whole team there, the videographer and the editor. Everything's going to be built up. You can do that really powerfully in a week. Why wait three, four months to do it? Mm.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. That's the world we live in too as well. But I I think like those stats are, I think it's like 66 days from King's College London to break a habit, reshape it, and then instill it. But I think maybe the 21 was, yeah. But there's a lot of stats. But like you'd know, and you're proving it, it's like if someone wants to fucking change, they can just do it, you know, like with the right person there giving them the guidance and like giving empowering them to know they can do it. Because at the end of the day, it's up to them, right? But, yeah, I think, I think yeah, you, man, it's, it's fascinating. And, um, yeah, I love watching the stories, obviously, because I know a few of the people that you've, you've been training. So super rad, dude. Um, what about the future are you most frothing on? Like, what's something that's coming up that you're absolutely frothing
1: out on? It's going to see Ant Middleton on the 1st of April. You, do you know who he is? No. If we explain yeah, it. He's an ex-SAS guy. And it was going to be... He kind Everest. Uh there's a guy called Ben Fogle that I'm gonna see on Monday. Uh but Ant Middleton was ex-SAS. We've got a program called SAS Who does Wins. There's four, there's been another guy on there, but four guys that take people through the SAS programming. And it's a little smaller version. It's over like two, three weeks, but they really ridiculously push him. But I'm gonna see Ant Middleton on the first of April. And uh that's going to be pretty cool just because of, um, again, it's the Everest connection and the things he's done. Have you heard of mutiny on the bounty? No. What's that? There's a oh, captain, captain, captain. I can't remember the name Clyde. I think it's Clyde. Uh, basically his, this is hundreds of years ago. It was near off one of the coasts of Australia. Um, his team or his crew basically had a mutiny against him and then put him and his crew in, in a rowing boat, on a small boat, and had to sail thousands of miles uh, on minimal rations, and they'd done it. And Middleton also recreated that. And You might be able to get a VPN for Channel 4 uh, and watch Channel 4, the, the series, over, over there. But, okay. Yeah, so mutiny, and just search Ant Middleton. It, it's a great guy. His book's pretty good talking about SAS and how he went in SAS, but it's kind of not your typical loads of endurance story. This is about leadership. This is about mistakes he'd made and uh, prison and loads of different things. And yeah, I'm, I'm I'm fucking excited to go and see him. It's going to be going to be an eye opener. Not quite as much as Ranald finds and talking about chopping off his own fingers, but uh, it's going to be pretty cool.
0: <laughs> mate, um, That's, that's pretty awesome like i think you're you're hungry hungry for learning and you you identify the people that you want to go and see and physically so much better to physically see someone in real life and hear them speak um yeah. and like build that that real connection hopefully they see you in the front row you ask them a good question that's where it all builds from
1: yeah um, it's, with when i look at network and we talk about the network we've built up and i look at some of the people in my phone book and i'm thinking this is crazy and uh, that guy won world strongest man. That guy's a professional boxer. That guy's a, what someone would say a celebrity, a fitness celebrity, and so on. But I said to the guys, "Does anyone know Ant Middleton?" And one of the guys said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, his, I'm his friend." Uh, oh shit. Okay. Uh, and we look at celebrities just as that a celebrity, like they're in this other realm of untouchableness, and we can't get close to them. But usually within two or three like clicks as such or two or three messages uh and two or three links in our network we're we're able to actually go and see these people and connect with them there was a guy there's a program called hunted and uh i wanted to get a guy on the podcast uh, a guy Mm. called pete lexi who um was ex scotland yard and a month later i was sitting in his living room recording a podcast with him and he think this is crazy and now I I speak to the guys on hunted some of some of the team there on tv and that's when we talk about connecting with people don't just throw stuff in people's face but also believe you can add value to him he then asked me if if I could help him with with some health side of things and he just joined the gym and I just said literally just keep it fun there wasn't a need for me to actually coach him it was just let's just keep it fun and now he's building some good habits up and we keep in touch but yeah it's uh that that's that's something which i think is pretty important realize how valuable you can be uh, and start loving yourself to add value to others
0: awesome mate that's so good um what's the what's the best way for people to connect with you
1: uh, i've got revitalizationblueprint.com blueprint.com which yep. revitalization with a z uh is it spelled with a z in australia no is it an s how do you guys are you spelling it the american way yeah i'm spelling it the american way because there, there was more americans that i was working with at the time right and yeah it
0: makes sense america
1: is a nicer place to travel to than the uk because <laughs>
0: <yeah.
1: laughs> there, there's that my, my books uh i've got the one day body upgrade uh the male one yep. and the female one at, on amazon uh it went number one in oz which was cool um number two in also. the uk better in oz than uh, in the us than it was in the uk but Get at me on Facebook, Ollie Matthews or Ollie J Matthews um, on Twitter and Instagram is O J A Y P T, and I'm very responsive on there. But it'd be great to hear from anyone if if they've got any questions because I think people are too hesitant to ask questions because of the fact that mm-hmm. they see us all and just like we said about the people being busy. Yeah, we are busy. However, we also want to put out content that people want to look uh, look at and listen to. And if someone's got a question, I can guarantee 10, 15, 20, even 100 people have got one of that question answered as well. So there's mm. a high chance that I'll put out a video, a live video that answers that question.
0: Amazing. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, just before I I'll let you go, uh, you have, this is the perfect start to my day. This is like, this is the, uh, the one-to-one, even though we're across the other side of the world, um, epitome of a frothing conversation that'll allow me to, to really run up my day and have a, have a absolute cracker. So thanks a lot, dude. Uh, it's been awesome. Um, I'm going to connect you with a frother. And um, this is someone who's uh, a bit of a mentor to me over in Australia. He's, he, he, um, he heads up startup grind over here, which is like a global network of, um, of entrepreneurs and, and live events. And he's just got like infectious energy and kind of similar to yourself. So I'm, i I feel like, um there's going to be some synergy there he's just got such a great he just knows so many people you know and especially in the australian space and asia pacific and beyond uh and i feel like you guys having a having a powwow hang would be pretty powerful really? i'm sure you'll cross paths on you know on on your global tours as well so mate yeah i'll put you in touch with him and you guys can have a froth out
1: <laughs> oh yeah that's that's gonna be cool yeah i really appreciate that
0: no worries mate, mate. um dude Thanks so much again. Uh, Have a radical evening and uh, rest of the week. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you again later in the year.
1: Definitely, man. Definitely. Cool.
0: Quick one, guys. To keep this show afloat, feel free to subscribe and share the love. Maybe even leave a cheeky comment review. That would be awesome. You can find the show notes on my website at BennyWallington.com. And finally, This episode was sponsored by my grandma, Joyce Reichel, who passed away last year from dementia. She was one of the original frothers and would talk to anyone on the bus, train, or wherever and generously impart her energy and wisdom. So if you see an elderly person who is looking for someone to froth with, go and hang out with them. They've got the best stories. Also a huge shout out to our producer, Lily Haynes, for bringing this to life and Billy Otto, who created that beautiful introduction in true Billy Otto style. Also, my buddies in Australia and the UK who have been super generous in sending me feedback. In a way, all of you guys are sponsoring me with your time. Love to the guests, past and future, and also to you guys for listening. Ciao for now. You!